What is synonymous with spring football? And do not say a spring game because that's not fair. We don't get a spring game. Okay, we're not going to get into the rant as to why. What we are going to get into is the scrimmage that we do get. And as the rumor mill does fly like the southern wind, what's true? What's not? Let's break it down. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We're available on all of your podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. Uh, and make sure you check me out on Twitter at Aldeo State. All right. So, as spring football you know, comes down the pipeline. Everybody's typically going through the anticipatory time of waiting on the spring game. We don't get that. We know why we don't get that. It is what it is. We, we've already covered it, right? There's a video on it. But what we are going to talk about is the scrimmage, right? Because no matter what you're going through at any point in time in, in, the, in the evolutionary process of a season, the practices have to ramp up. And it has to ramp up for a competitive edge. And that's why you, you bang heads through spring and, and you do it again through fall. And you get the grind of the, the daily routine before you even really get into the season. These are the reasons why everybody cannot wait to bang heads with somebody in a different uniform across from them. So in order to get to those moments, it has to come with competition first. So that's what it is. Now, you and I both know there's a lot of times I don't mind coming on here and, and talking about some of the nuances that Gundy divulges, whether it be in a post-game press conference or just a simple interview process, right? But there's some times that he does give us nuggets of truth, and he did give us another one of those when he says there's a quarterback competition of Bruin. Now, Everybody typically says that unless you have a bona fide set in stone quarterback coming in like a Spencer Sanders, then you typically hear the quarterback competition as a coach speak term. And it, it honestly typically is. Every coach has a pretty good idea who's going to the, be the guy going into the fall. But sometimes, sometimes it's not coach speak. Sometimes there is a legitimate competition. Now, if you caught my last video or the video previous when I broke down some of the running backs and the quarterbacks, uh, you'll already know that I teased this. And I teased it because, and I said, I wanted to get to a few more sources before I was fully comfortable. And I'm glad I did that because some of the rumor mill stuff and what is actually taking place is not exactly accurate. So, first of all, let's just go over some of the rumors I was hearing as it pertains directly to the quarterback. Uh, I had been hearing, and I'm sure some of you have as well, that it almost felt like it's a two-man competition as of right now between Alan Bowman, which is the Michigan transfer, and Zane Flores. 
the phenomenal true freshman. And I understand the the hype, guys. Like, I 100% get it. And when I heard that, I was like, all right, you know, I, I, I could buy it. As we covered in, in the quarterback film review, I can buy it. But it just, I don't know, it didn't sit super, super well with me. So, obviously, I, I had to dig in a little bit more because if that's the case, that means that naturally, Doug Cody, by process of these fun things called numbers, that would put Garrett Rangel and Gunnar Gundy at the bottom of the debt chart. Not so fast, my friends. What you're hearing about Zane Flores being the phenom true freshman, there's definitely evidence that indicates that is true, right? That very well may be a true statement. And we do know as it sits right now, I can say this, Zane Flores is unequivocally above where Garrett Rangale was at this point in time last season. So again, if you're looking at it through a broader lens, yeah, he's killing it. He really is. So for what he is, which is a true freshman, right? He's a baby-faced kid that just got on campus. It looks like the future is going to be pretty spectacular. But we don't need to put the daggone cart before the horse. What we do need to put before the horse, the proverbial horse at least, is we both need to share our infatuation for... You already know it, FanDuel, guys. So throughout the course of, you know, being in this, this job, which I'm insanely blessed to have, right? I've kind of seen us climb the, the, the ladders of, you know, some of the sponsors. And I don't know if Locked On is, con- is going to continue to chip away at climbing these ladders. To be number one, you got to be with number one which is why we're with FanDuel. Guys, FanDuel is America's number one sports book. And right now, we're giving new customers an opportunity to get the no-sweat first bet. Again, it's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Y'all already know you can wager on a multitude of things, from money lines to point spreads, who's going to score the next three or who's going to cut down the nets at the end uh, and, and call it a championship title day. Go to the app right now because you already know it's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Do not miss your opportunity to get your hands on this no sweat first bet. Again, it's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. When you join FanDuel today, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up now. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel. All right, so, yeah, he is that good for the sample size that we have at the moment. And, again, this is before the the crazy grind that it is inevitably going to become for every true freshman. There's, There's no way that you're ready, right? You hear about the speed of the game. It changes whenever you get to that level and all that fun jazz. And it doesn't matter what level. You do see... The, the mental side of the game, at least on a much faster level. We all know how good Zane Flores can be. So let's let that be what it is. Now, if he is this ridiculous Heisman level freshman, then so be it. And we will let those, those chips fall where they may. But until then, you brought in a transfer who's had a bunch of success already 
in the NCAA. Yes, I know he's been battling injuries for a few years. And yes, he got stuck behind a pretty good two-headed monster in Michigan. And it, it does lend itself to assume that he's going to be the starter day one. He wouldn't have come here if he didn't think he had a really good shot at doing that. And we shouldn't sail on that ship quite yet because even though Alan Bowman, if you're seeing some videos out there, he's throwing dimes. But again, the speed of the game, the point of scrimmages is to get to that competition level, to get it ramped up and ramped up and ramped up to the point where you guys are so good at your preparation that you're ready for somebody else to get there. You got to have at least scrimmages or spring games or things of that nature. So we do have that. And we know that when we're doing drills, when we're running routes, when we're throwing the spots, when we're, we're just going over, you know, shell with no D-line, no O-line. And, and, and again, just like I said, we got to take the, the sample size kind of small because we're not in full pads, which is why we're not going to go over O-line, D-line. And I haven't done the O-line, D-line videos yet, right? So I want to have some reference points for people to go, to go back on. So we got to stay in the moment. And Alan Bowman is the next coming of Drew Brees when it comes to accuracy, hitting spots, throwing to the nets and the cages and running the routes and running the drills. But when we go live, as in the scrimmage, it does appear as though when things speed up and those windows close, because guys, we all, we've all been there. We've all seen enough of the game most likely to know that the windows are very, very tight, especially with the new team speed that you're seeing across the Big 12, especially with the team speed in conjunction with how many teams are running this, this 3-3-5. This 3-3-5 is not only taking college football by storm, it's found its way in the NFL as well. So it's not going to go anywhere, which is why we're going to do another iteration of it at Oklahoma State this season. But again, if you have a lot of team speed and you have discipline with that many defensive backs, safeties, linebackers, all of that, it clogs the lanes for the quarterback. So it makes accuracy much more important. And as we already know, this has been some of the knock on Alan Bowman, has it not? Some of the knock on Alan Bowman is the guy has not been the same since his section, second punctured lung. That second punctured lung, ever since then, he's had some butterflies in the pocket when things are going heavy, and that seems to be the issue. And the, the reason that may be an issue is because why? Again, we're not in full pads. I am pulling for Alan Bowman. I do think that with the success he has had previously at stops at Texas Tech before Michigan, before all the injuries, we've seen it as Oklahoma State fans, right? And although we can't get too lost in that, we can't get so lost in thinking that because he dominated against the orange jerseys a couple of times, it doesn't mean he's going to dominate for us. Again, this is probably the best safe pick. I'm hoping that Alan Bowman is the guy who can kind of help bridge the gap. Because again, we already know how talented we are with the youth that we have coming in or already on the roster previously. What we don't have is a lot of experience. We lost that when we lost Spencer Sanders. So Alan Bowman brings that. Now, again, it doesn't mean he has to be the on-field product. 
we know good and daggone well he's seen enough football. He's been in enough systems. He's been in enough film studies that he's going to be able to be a massively beneficial piece no matter how it, sh- it shapes out at the end of the day. But, yeah, that's, that's you know, when we're going live, the windows close, and he has a lot more difficulty. So as much as we want to ride Spencer Sanders for the amount of interceptions, and, and I, I'm guilty as well because the film does provide evidence that he threw a lot of picks, okay? So it's not a, a, a slide on the guy. Everybody knows how I feel on how the, the whole Spencer saga ended up, but he can still be that asset in the locker room for people like, give a drum roll, Garrett Rangel. Whenever you hear that, that true freshman Zane Flores and the Texas Tech-Michigan transfer are the kind of one and two, and then that puts Garrett Rangel down there at the three, four spot, it makes you wonder, like, okay, did we not see enough last year or did did we see enough last year? And I think if the answer to that question for you is we saw enough last year, it's not right. It's just not, I mean, the sample size, it's not ideal. Just like the sample size for Gunnar Gundy is not ideal, which you know we're going to get to. But hold on. That's not what's happening here. What's happening right now is Garrett Rangel is taking a majority of the snaps with the ones. Garrett Rangel ran with the ones originally for the scrimmage. Garrett Rangel seems to hold his own piece of the kingdom if he so chooses to take it. Alan Bowman is still probably the guy that that I think gets the job, but people are sleeping on Garrett Rangel, and I'm glad that this has now uh, been brought to light for me. Because I just, it, it, I don't see any way other than something crazy to happen that Zane Flores is not afforded the opportunity to earn his stripes. So even if these reports weren't what they are, you could still, by default, lean back on the fact that Gundy doesn't love starting true freshmen. He never has. He never will. It'll never change. Could Zane Flores be the second coming of the next greatest quarterback at Oklahoma State? Yeah, he very well could be. He very well should be. But to think that Garrett Rangel and Zane, or Garrett Rangel and Alan Bowman are not in a legitimate competition, like I said, that coach speak stuff, coach speak, sometimes it's true. And right now, that seems to be the case. Because, only because the difference between not live and live are something that the coaching staff is going to have to pay attention to. I still think this is Alan Bowman's job to lose. But Garrett Rangel is playing with the ones for a reason, guys. Him and, and Bowman, right, they all rotate. But... The, the snaps and the scrimmages, they have to mean the most, right? That has to be the highest weight on a weighted scale is what you do live. And if we're not getting a spring game, and this scale has been scaled down, for lack of a better <laughs> verbiage, to scrimmages, then we have to go off of those, and we have to go off of face value. And if you guys noticed, 
We saved Gunnar Gundy for last. Why? Because Gunnar Gundy, from some reports out there, well, you'll see. But anyways, Gunnar Gundy may have had the most impressive scrimmage. Am I saying that he won the day by miles? No. Am I saying that he was the best quarterback of the day, per se? No. But given, again, the, the, the in context... The dude just got cleared from his shoulder rehabilitation surgery like two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. So nobody expected Gunnar Gunny to go out there and do a whole lot. So for Gunnar Gunny to go out there and to do stuff, it was impressive. Again, sample size, you got to take it all into consideration. But the point is, we are fine at quarterback. Is it the same as having Spencer Sanders? No. Is anybody saying that? No. But with this simplification on offense and with the O-line that we have and the running backs that we have and the tight ends that we have, we should be, by definition, fine. I'm not saying we're going to set the world on fire. Okay? Because as I covered, and again, uh, one of the last videos which I'll, I'll tag. That's why I did the finger things. Uh, I'll tag these at the end of the video so y'all can check those out, right? But as we already talked about, guys, there's more talent here than people want to take into consideration. People want to act like the sky's falling and Oklahoma State lost all these starters. We've already been over it. We didn't lose very many starters. And then when you have... A consensus, top five, top six, some publications had us number one as the best transfer class in the country, then yeah, losing 15 backups is not the end of the world. So as much as I want to rag on anybody or any coach or any staff, I understand from a talent evaluation perspective, we're not devoid of talent by any stretch of the imagination. If all these pieces can form together, we're going to be fine. It's going to be a new look offense. It's going to be the offense that you're used to seeing for Mike Gundy instead of the more, not air raid, right? Because we've deviated from that significantly over time. But we went away from having those diamond formations, having those super fullback, running back type of dudes, legitimate tight ends on the outside like a Blake Jarwin. We lost a lot of that in the shuffle after 2015-ish range, right? You're going to see a lot more of that. So, again, if you're going to look at film and you're going to look at productivity, go back and look at that. But then also take into consideration the talent and speed that we have now compared to those same offenses back then. I think if you do that, you're going to be able to see that the on-field production should equal a a good season, right? And I would be remiss, guys, if I didn't at least mention before we got out of here since I have done a show on running backs, um, Jaden Nixon, Jaden Nixon stole the show uh, in the scrimmage, right? He just, he kept his foot on the gas, pedal to the metal. He wasn't bouncing all over the crazy Timbuktu. He was being flawless in finding the holes. And when he found a hole, he was putting his foot in the ground and he would go, which is, what we need, right? We know he's the lightning package. Elijah Collins, don't don't get it twisted. He looked very good as well. Uh, Ollie Gordon, he looked very good as well. Got a touchdown there at the end. Elijah Collins is going to be somebody we're going to have to pay attention to. 
Uh, but Jay Nixon, yeah, he he stole the show for the scrimmage um, from the running back side. We haven't done the safeties yet, but since we've had my main man, Lyric Rawls, on the show, I don't mind letting the cat out of the bag. He stole the show on defense, y'all. Lyric Rawls was that dude on safety, which is a good sign because we know how good Kendall Daniels is, right? We know how loaded we can be at that position. We've already talked about speed. We've already talked about athleticism. We haven't talked a lot about depth, which is why I'm excited to continue to do these position breakdowns. But I had to jump in because we just did the quarterback video recently. Uh, and then we did the, the running back video yesterday. And it's fresh as, um, as some would say, it's very top of, top of mind. Go back and, and take a gander at what we were kind of diving into with the running backs, because I think, I think the scrimmage definitely showed a lot of that, except for I didn't hear a lot about the DeAndre Jackson show, which I want to see more of. So let's continue to keep our, our ear to the ground, our nose to the grindstones, and we'll, we'll, we'll stay in it for y'all. So I think that's all we got for this one, guys. As always, I love you all. God bless. Go Pokes. And until tomorrow, thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. All right, y'all. Later.